When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's whenever you're listening to this and you know what that means. It's the Wrestle, it's time for even the Wrestle Wolf Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Damien Gibson. And joining me is a man who, when he listens, neck, when he listens, when he speaks, neck beards, listen, I'm on a lot of cold and flu medication. You'll have to excuse me. It's my good friend and wrestling expert, Paulie T. How are you, my friend? Ah, oh, somewhat somber. Yeah, the the mood is somewhat somber today because uh, we are uh, we we get we all join together and bid farewell to uh, Razor Ramon Scott Hall. Mm. Uh, now, I must say that um, beyond the his his uh, penchant for a uh, for a toothpick and uh, the fact that he was in the um, the NWO. I don't really know that much about him, so uh, I'm going to have to handball this one over to you if you want to uh, say a little bit about the the big man. Yeah, uh, well, as a WCW guy, and that's something that's been documented well and truly on this wrestling channel. Um, he, I mean, I, Brian Alvarez was making a, an argument. I think it was today. I saw him speaking about this that. Scott Hall really underpinned uh, the NWO because he was so cool, even though um, outside of that, a lot of the ideas seem to have come from Scott Hall. So, like, the NWO idea was an idea between him and Eric Bischoff. There's some tossing up there about whose idea is is what, but he definitely had that, um, had a say in that. The Sting gimmick was Scott Hall's idea. So, there was a lot of... Wow, a lot of creative stuff that Scott Hall had a hand in that, that he doesn't really get lauded for enough. Um, I think for a guy that size, his in ring work was was pretty phenomenal as well, um, which was sort of shown in WWF with his IC belt runs. That was always kind of the workers' belt in those days, and and he held that for quite a, a long time. Um, his battles with with drug and alcohol were were pretty well documented, but overcame that um, and, and his. You can see that in the Jake the Snake uh, documentary with Diamond Dallas Page and Scott Hall. The three of them are in that. That's a pretty special movie, actually. If you haven't, if you're a wrestling fan, you haven't watched um, the Resurrection of Jake the Snake. It's well worth 
well worth watching. Um, not just for Jake the Snake, but there's a lot of Scott Hall in that as well. And he down on my playlist. There's um, you know, and today's not the day. There's a lot of um, a lot of stories about the click being the click. Um, but it, you don't hear as many stories about Scott Hall in those click being horrible stories as you do about, say, Shawn Michaels, Hunter, and to a lesser extent, Kevin Nash. Um, so it seems it seems like he was really well liked and respected by oh, that's by uh, everybody. Uh, undeniable, um, considering the amount of um, the the you know overwhelming uh, outpouring of of. Uh, of of emotion and and, and you know um, heartfelt messages that have been uh, delivered from by so many different people in the industry uh, in the last few hours, and I mean he was a star, is a star, was a star, um, like a big one. That this isn't someone who you know was on WCW for a, a little bit, or you know you, you saw on Mo- the Smoky Mountain wrestling for one year, or like I mean Scott Hall is a big name and. Mm. Um, founding member of NWO, him leaving WWF and going to WCW basically began the Monday Night Wars and and that unforgettable moment of him walking through the crowd, getting up into the ring, taking the microphone and saying, you know who I am. You know, I mean, it was that that self-confidence and charisma was what always came across with Scott Hall. yeah, and just was infinitely watchable. I know, uh, I know Matt, the other Wrestle Wolf who appears very uh, irregularly these days. Scott Hall is legitimately his favorite wrestler of all time. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing bad to say about the bad guy. You know, <laughs> he was great to watch. Um, I mean, there's stories about uh, him coming up. Uh, with the Razor Ramon character and Vince having no idea that it was completely ripped from Scarface until he saw Scarface like five years into <laughs> Scott Hall's run as Razor Ramon. Um, so, yeah, it's always a sad day when we, when we lose someone in the community, especially in circumstances like this where, you know, it seemed like his life was on track, you know, which it wasn't always when he was younger. And, um, yeah, it's just a shame, man. It's just a real shame. It, it occurred to me uh, earlier today that um, his um, profile, and, and by that I mean his sort of physical appearance, is one that um, sort of transcended the industry to the mainstream. So I reckon if someone, if anybody, you know, the general, any member of the general public would, would see him, they might not be able to name him, but they'd go, oh, he's like that, that wrestler guy. Yeah. I remember seeing him. But, you know, and that's probably above... Um, some of the, you know, the, 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 those that we know and think are, you know, really good wrestlers or, you know, may have been world champions for longer, um, and and had bigger, bigger profiles within the industry, but he had that, that look about him that Mm. just was instantly recognizable. Yeah. We never won a world champion belt. He didn't in WWF and never had one in WCW either. So he's one of those. Um, one of those guys like Jake the Snake, I think, is one um, who never had the Roddy Piper never did it top he belt. Didn't. Yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper is another one. Yeah. Um, they did it differently back in the day, back in those days. Yeah, well, it plays into that old school Bruce Pritchard thinking of like, well, if he's a big enough star, he doesn't need a belt. Which 
Anyway, mm. now's mm. not the time for me to get stuck into Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, he, he will leave a, um, a mark on wrestling forever. He, when Matt and I were doing the, the um, WCW recaps for a little while during the pandemic, um, we, were, we watched like a year before Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up. And uh, initially, we we're like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And then six months into it, we we're like, "Oh, God, please! All we want is for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to show up." <laughs> and when Scott Hall did, it was not disappointing at all. Kevin Nash was fine, but Scott Hall just had this like it, the first four or five times he showed up, it legitimately felt like anything. And we already knew what had happened, but it felt like anything could happen. There was just this like electricity and chaos that he brought with him on screen that they couldn't have done the NWI without him if it was anyone else. And I mean, there's an element of like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like, you know, Bret Hart, for example, like my favorite wrestler of all time, big star, probably a bigger star than Scott Hall. If he was to go across and, and do the NWI with Kevin Nash, it would not have succeeded. Um, so yeah, it's a big loss for for anyone. If if you if you love the Bullet Club now, if you love the Elite, if you if you love guys like Sam Punk, you know, um, none of that exists without Scott Hall. So um, yeah, it's a sad day for wrestling. Farewell, brother. Yeah, um, let's try and find something. Because there's been some weird news <laughs> this week, so let's let's. Uh, I'll just go with this one first, and then we can get into some, to some of more of the serious ones <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, Pete Dunn is now called Butch <laughs> on WWE. <sighs> this uh, this right. I mean, besides the fact that that's ridiculous and it's obviously hazing and gaslighting and it's grabbing the brass ring or whatever the fuck Vince likes to call it now. What the question it raises for me that I find really interesting is, um, d- does the black and gold NXT period just not exist anymore? Is that just something that's not acknowledged? Because Pete Dunne has been a star on that brand for five or six years, and it sounds like it. They spoke about him on SmackDown, like Ridge Holland had found him at the pub. Yeah, Uh, and then they complain that they don't have any stars. They don't have any stars. Like apparently, it was a a reference um, in a bit of a an insult kind of way, I guess, um, to um, a the Bushwhackers. Um, so I think that one of the bush, Bushwhackers were, was Butch Bushwhacker. Hmm. And the other one, I, unfortunately, this is the link in the story that I can't remember. Um, so if you happen to remember the other one's name, that would be quite a Oh, God, I um, did love them. Yeah, but I, I believe um, that um, there, there was – uh, some some connection to Pete Dunne's name, or maybe his uh, you know his his look, or something like that. And um, anyway, that's what that's why it was chosen, or that's what's uh, been hmm. put forward as a suggestion. Uh, yeah, the 
Just having a look here. Bushwhackers consisted of Butch Miller and Luke Williams. Uh, right. So Luke. Uh, unless that's Pete Dunn's real real name, maybe they, maybe it's maybe his name is Luke. Yeah, uh, who knows, man. Anyway, it was some some really uh, you know, bizarre connection that that's why they settled on the new name of Butch. Uh, and um, yeah, look, uh, I, I completely agree. Like the the what, what's wrong with Pete Dunn? It was a great name, um, and uh, it it's um, his his uh, record within. Within NXT and and in the Indies, using that name for a long time, hmm. uh, it was was solid. He was super over. I yeah. I don't his in ring his in ring work is superb. I mean, yeah. it's top class. He's got that. Um, I don't know whether he's East End London or, but he's got that you know, block stock and two smoking barrels type presence about him that you don't need to do you don't need to do anything but you can see with Seamus you know that the Vince and Bruce and those guys don't know how to book anyone like they you know it feels like they hire people because they do have an accent or they're but then they don't know what to do with them you know what like what has been Seamus's what is Seamus you know, what has he been for? He was the Celtic warrior. What does that even mean? They didn't give him. At least Drew McIntyre's got a sword. You know, like what's what's Sheamus's gimmick? He's got red, spiky hair, and is white. I mean, white like pure white. Like I'm not. You know, that's genuinely that seems to be like you know. And now, ugh. and Pete Dunne signed a five year deal. I think, like only last year. It just. It's fine. I mean, WrestleMania's in a couple of weeks and we'll get, what, 50, 60 people furloughed the next day. So hopefully Pete Dunn will be one of those and he can come to AEW. <laughs> I mean, you'd be pretty upset if that's how you're being done on SmackDown, right? Yeah, look, the um, I, I, the, the, the image that I saw uh, when, when I found out this news uh, was... Of um, Seamus and and, and and Pete Dunne on screen, and or and Butch on screen. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he's now wearing a uh, a flat cap, mm-hmm. and he looks really really unhappy about the whole situation. Just complete funny deadpan, staring into the distance. Mm. Um, now that just might have been the you know the screenshot that they took that they put into the article, um, but. From my memory of what Pete Dunne looked like in the ring to this, I just thought, what are you doing? You're ruining him. He yeah. was fine. He was great. What are you doing? Him doing? You're ruining him, the WWE story. <laughs> I mean, that's the real documentary. If you're going to be making a wrestling over the last ten, what are you doing? You're wrestling him, the WWE story, 2010 to 2022. Um. In the round, all of that, uh, we had Rich Holland, who's a part of that Peaky Blinders uh, faction on SmackDown, uh, involved in a really horrible incident with Big E, um, where uh, over the head suplex was performed. Big E landed on his head and broke his neck. I was taken to hospital. Thankfully, because we record things a few days after the heat's died down, 
report I saw this morning was that uh, Big E had fractured his C1, C6, no nerve damage, so he can move his arms and legs, doesn't need any surgery and should is expected to have a full recovery, uh, which is pretty phenomenal. And Alvarez this morning was talking about him actually being back in the ring sooner rather than later. So, I mean, it's legitimately a miracle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely a miracle. I mean, Saturday afternoon when text messages were going around, like I was just assuming like, well, you know, he'll be in a wheelchair. But, um, yeah, so that's great. I mean, that's great for Big E. And, um, God, there was just immediately like a blame game going on on social media where I was like, I just. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it was people that I kind of respect getting involved. Like Taz was getting involved. Brian Alvarez was getting involved. It's like, well, let's just wait and see what happens to Big E. And then maybe we can perform a post-mortem on WWE's booking and who should be wrestling who and performing what moves. And Yeah. It's always going to happen uh, between the time that the news comes out and and uh, the time that you re- you receive some kind of credible diagnosis. You've got to talk about something, so talk about the 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 the, the, the spot that caused the action and whether mm-hmm. or not there was a you know a, enough training or or uh, if the if the, the the spot shouldn't have been allowed or you know if the the guy that did it was too green or whatever you know, always that stuff's going to happen yeah yeah that's true i mean people are still having a go at goldberg about bret hart yeah 25 <laughs> years after the fact the old um, mule kick before we get into corrections uh one last piece of wwe slash aw news uh no cody on raw this week so that's it right we'll never hear about cody in wwe ever again that's done that's what brian and dave said we don't have to worry about it job done right paul right uh no no oh what why well uh not only did um the uh commentators i think it was Corey graves uh say something about um Rollins uh, is going to have a nightmare at WrestleMania or something like that. He made us some reference to nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, they none of none of the uh, on-screen talent or the commentators have any license to say anything that they want, so they, he would have been fed that line. Um, and um, moreover, I think the more convincing reason to believe that it's a real deal is that Cody and Brandy have been moved to the alumni section of shopaew.com. Oh, no. Oh, say it's not so. Legitimately, that's the biggest piece of evidence I've seen <laughs> anyone put forward in any the, of this. The, the alumni section, which did not exist last time I looked on this website. Yeah. Yeah, right. We might be wrong. This is the first time my belief started to waver. (laughs) Is that Cody might be going to WWE? God. It would just reinforce so many ideas that I had about him (laughs) if he does. I just. Look, I I, I am honestly um, 
starting to believe it 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 might be real it's just it, 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 even if it even if it does come into play even if it does come into fruition um uh, without a doubt i got to say that it's been a bit of a balls up but you know hey they've generated a lot of heat and they were getting a lot of people watching raw yeah. on um, on on monday just in case he might turn up i'm not sure yeah. that the the ratings are going to be huge um and because I, I was I was watching the uh, the Twitter feed and it was going crazy. And yeah, it really were, was, wasn't people it? Were, yeah. um, people were people uh, were uh, saying that this is the first time that I've watched Raw live in four years, and uh, I've, it's only just to see Cody. And um, and then other people laughing at people that were watching Raw just just to see Cody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just can't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I am watching WrestleMania this year, like purely out of tradition and to see some friends. Um, so I don't know if Cody walks down the aisle, I'll, I will be pretty heartbroken. I'm not going to pretend that I, I won't be because I just, what's the end game? You know, it, you've signed purely for money and you're going to get treated like absolute, absolute dirt. And, um, I just couldn't believe that, you know, you would start something with three other or four other people and then walk away from it. it I still, it still doesn't add up to me, but, you know, it, how's this for a theory? This is starting to get a little bit conspiracy theorist, but th- just hear me out. And it mm-hmm. is a little desperate as well. It's like, oh, maybe, uh, maybe this is what's happening and he will show up on AEW. Um, maybe WWE is enjoying getting extra eyes on the product, but they don't have anything to do with Cody. So, like, they don't have a deal with Cody, but them just saying, oh, there'll be a nightmare of a WrestleMania is a way for people to keep the conjecture going. And then Seth Rollins will just have a match against Ridge Holland or something. Yeah, look, I've I've totally um, considered that to be a distinct possibility. Yeah. It, that seems like the more WWE thing to do, right? Than to have a surprise appearance at, at WrestleMania. I don't know. It's just that know. the um, like uh, uh, since since his lack of appearance on Raw, there have been um, m- multiple reports uh, that I've read of of people still insisting this is still the internal plan. It's still going to be Cody versus Rollins. And uh, even when I read that, I thought, "But come on, to the, to this episode of Raw was the time to debut it." Yeah, th- yeah. It's too. It's really too late after this. Um, I don't. The mm, only thing I can think crazy. of from their point of view is that w- this is big for us. You know, we got one of their big guys signed to us, so we'll debut him on WrestleMania and make a massive deal out of it. Um, and then try and get more eyes on the product after WrestleMania. Yeah, look, that's an alternative, uh, I, I, I suppose. But uh, I, 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 I agree I can't with help, you, though. I can't help but think that the, for, for for your biggest, highest production cost event of the year, where you really want to drag people in and have a look, people yeah. that only occasionally watch anyway. Let them know that um, yeah. you know they, they they've poached the guy from the competition, who aren't the competition. Yeah, yeah, who aren't the yeah who aren't the competition, but are the competition. Mm. Um, 
yeah, it would be terrible. Like it would be a terrible, uh, I don't know. It seems like terrible marketing to me. Mm. Anyway, I suppose we'll all find out on, what is it, April 3rd, two weeks. Is that right? So he could still show, there's still a couple of Raws before WrestleMania, yeah? Oh, hang on. A footnote to my comment about Cody uh, uh, on the uh, shopaew.com site. You can still buy all of his stuff. It's still there. He's just been moved from roster to alumni. Hmm. Yeah. Which Cody would be getting money for, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. This still makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, they've gotten a lot of people to uh, to talk about it. They've had even people were chanting Cody's name at Raw um, and, uh, you know, generated a lot of heat. So maybe whatever they've done, even though they think that we've done, that they've done it you know, poorly, it's it's gotten a reaction. So It has gotten a reaction, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily if it's been done poorly, but um, I wouldn't have done it the way that they've done it. So, um, speaking of doing things poorly, should we uh, look into the corrections for this week? Absolutely. Um, so, we've, we've started trying to uh, regularly update our listeners on anything that we mentioned the week before we realized soon after was a bit was a bit not right um so uh there was one segment where we were talking about um chris jericho's age and i'm pretty sure i said he was 53 he's we both did 51 yeah so, sorry not a, not a million miles off but um yeah 51 i um, mean in this in this situation he would probably take it because he you know we we're talking about how good he looks so you know, it looks good for fifty three is better than looking good for fifty one, right? <laughs> that's how I'm. That's how I'm selling it. Sure. <laughs> Carry on. That'll be in next week's corrections. <laughs> and and the other one was um, uh, I was talking about a uh, fantasy booking scenario that um, I had uh, uh, referenced that uh, the old mate Brian Alvarez was talking about um, where. Uh, Thunder Rosa uh, would be challenging for the women's belt in her home state, which is correct, this week in uh, San Antonio, or home city, in fact. Um, and uh, it would be in a cage so that the interference of um, Rebel and, um, and uh, Jamie Hayter uh, wouldn't um, wouldn't uh, happen again to uh, make it more of a clean match. Um, but he also said that it's Thunder Rosa's birthday. So I just thought, he's right. Um, and uh, I looked up on uh, Wikipedia, and her birthday is in July, the 22nd of July. So I thought, oh, okay, is there some other reference? Because, you know, Wikipedia isn't always right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked up uh, cagematch.net. And in their profile of Thunder Rosa, they also said 22nd of July. So I'm going to have to say that it is not her birthday this week. So just correcting my reference. Take and, that, uh, Alvarez. <laughs> You've been corrected. 
So let's see. I'll uh, see how many things we get wrong this week. <laughs> I'm we'll sure there'll again. be thousands. <laughs> um, so we've got some news about Tony Khan will be booking the Ring of Honor Supercard, uh, Supercard of Honor show, sorry. Um, Roman yeah. numerals is, that's 15 Supercards. Like, uh, let me try this again. Tony Khan is going to handle creative for the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor 15, which is April 1, which is less than two weeks away. That's I, WrestleMania weekend, right? Uh, well, I'm not sure what day the, 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 the weekend falls, but I thought the third was the Sunday. Am I right there? I'm not sure. Um, anyway. The third is the Sunday. Yeah, so therefore the first is the Friday. So I guess you could call that WrestleMania weekend, sure. Yeah. Um, now, is this just some little trickery because it's uh, April 1st and it's an April Fool's joke? No, I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, the... Obvious first thing to mention is that um, when, well, I say obvious, uh, when um, uh, Ring of Honor was the amazing groundbreaking news, the uh, the purchase of which, mm -hmm. um, when that was announced, nothing was mentioned about any upcoming programs or what he's going to do with like week-to-week -week wrestling shows or anything like that. He didn't mention what he'll do with the belts. He didn't mention anything about actual sort of operational stuff. Um but I had already heard that um, uh, after the final battle, where um, uh, I think just before that, all the, all the talent was let go. So they just had the, this one more show that they'll book for, or you know, whoever was on that card anyway. Um, after that, the, the, the only thing that they had um, scheduled at, uh, by um, Sinclair their um their owner at that stage was Supercard of Honor. Hmm. And there's been a very active um uh tw Twitter discussion between the Briscoes and FTR, especially since um FTR appeared on in the ring at uh final battle challenging the Briscoes. Um and uh that just seemed to be the obvious, the obvious place to do it. Um, but there were all sorts of questions about, like, well, which talent's going to appear on the card? Like, you have to assume the the ones that currently hold the belts will. Mm. Um, but are, are there going to be any, any undercard matches? Um, you know, there has to be. Does it have a venue yet? Like, <laughs> it's and it's only two you know, two weeks away. So it's, mm. yeah, I'm sure, surely we're going to have to, we're going to hear a lot about this real soon. Otherwise, it, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what otherwise. <laughs> mm. It could be, it could be that Tony's purposely keeping a low profile just to get his bearings of booking for ring of honor. Cause he's going to try different things that he wouldn't try with AEW or something. Maybe. Um, I don't know. But, but I mean, it's going to be on fire and people will buy it because it's Ring of Honor, but also now Tony owns Ring of Honor. So people are going to be buying it just to see who's on the card. You would think Punk, Danielson, Christopher Daniels, 
all those will with show the up in ring some, of one connection. Yeah, yeah, Adam Cole maybe Hangman the Bucks. <laughs> um, God, you just go on and on, Kenny. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, but then. There is a thing of like, well, how much do you want to make Ring of Honor its own thing? For me personally, if I was Tony, I would want to keep it slightly separate. I mean, it's definitely in the A double A A double AEW <laughs> universe, wink. Um, but uh, I don't know if you want it to be the th- like, you know, well, what do you think? Do you want it to be the third show? Should it be its own completely independent thing that just happens to be owned by Tony? Where or should wrestlers come and go as they please? I mean, that's what I would like. You know, Impact is almost kind of that show where people are coming and going all the time. It actually makes the show quite interesting because of it. You just never know who's going to be there, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I would. Uh, I, it'd be great to have a sort of completely, uh, well, uh, like uh, um, a limited, a limited, uh, a limited um, set roster. You know, you have your your belt holders, and maybe there may be you know a, a, a small number that are are dedicated Ring of Honor mm. contracted members of the roster. But then the the bulk of them are just coming and going. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but if he wants to actually, um, okay, what I'm trying to say is you've got to promote something. You're going to promote promote an event with enough time, enough um, notice to yeah. be able to get people involved to watch it. Oh, you're and right. for those yeah. that are you know potential to actually be there and have a, get a ticket to, to do that, right? Otherwise, they're going to make other plans. Hmm. Um, now, there is obviously a small segment of the of the audience that are um, super keen Ring of Honor fans and. They'll watch even if you give them twelve hours notice, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seems to be um, uh, pretty strange practice to uh, to 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 operate like that, where you you don't give your fans enough notice to be able to organise themselves, and therefore you know don't give the product enough coverage. Yeah, I mean he he may see that date. And the fact that this pay-per-view exists as more of a hindrance than anything. So it's just a it's just something he has to do. Like it's an obligation he has to do, and then he'll go back to what his plans were for Ring of Honor afterwards. It's what it feels like from the outside in. Hmm. Uh, well, clearly because of the um, buzz that is going to be happening around this how the whole scene of, around the weekend. Um uh, there's, I suppose there's two ways you could look at it. One, um, that uh, there'll be a, a massive appetite for wrestling content over the over the whole, you know, three or four days. So mm. if you throw up a new show um, with two or three names that people already know, um, then, you know, they've got time and they're in that mood, so they'll watch it anyway. Or the other opinion is maybe, um, you know, that people have already dedicated themselves to X number of hours and, my God, can you seriously seriously contemplate spending any more than 10 hours over a weekend watching any more wrestling? (laughs) Uh, 
I mean, you're probably asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, I won't watch the other night of WrestleMania. I'm almost 100% certain of that. Um, I'm 100% certain. So, yeah, I would probably, what if I, like, if Dubs is not doing anything that weekend, I would probably, yeah, watch Ring of Honor. Yeah, and actually, that's an um, interesting point to raise. raise. Um, I'm trying to remember over the last couple of years whether or not they have typically done anything on that weekend. I don't think so. I don't so. know if Ring of Honor have. I know that a lot of promotions do try and um, either put something on that weekend because people are thinking wrestling yeah. or, or they even try and have events in the same city. Yep. So, like, Conrad Thompson had, has had a lot of his um, star cast stuff, you know, on uh, WrestleMania weekend in the same city because there's shit tens of, of thousands fans. of wrestling yeah. fans around. Exactly. So, it Why just not? makes sense, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about Ring of Honor. And, and seeing CM Punk talk about it um, during the week, uh, care of a wrestling observer, um, yeah, makes me even more excited that, you know, Punk's right that it's now in the hands of someone who gives a shit. So, um, I mean, not that Sinclair didn't give a shit, but, yeah, you know, I'm talking about Vince. We all know I'm talking about Vince. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens either way. I, I trust Tony implicitly, implicitly now, so whatever he does, I'm sure it'll be cool, you know. It'll be interesting to see who shows up, shows up at Ring of Honor. I still think Cody Rhodes will show up <laughs> at Ring of Honor. <laughs> um, so another bit of booking that we've got here in regards to Wardlow, some fantasy booking that you've heard on the grapevine. Oh right. Uh, well, again, look, uh, I don't want <laughs> I don't want our podcast just to be a um, a repeated reference to someone else's podcast. But why? That's, that's what some, everyone else does. That's someone else. Yeah, well, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's someone else. Is is you know they are the they are the source. Uh, Alvarez and 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 Meltzer typically. Um, so Alvarez. Oh, actually, just quickly before we jump into that, I saw Brian Alvarez uh, wrestle. Like I saw old footage of yeah. him wrestling, sort of Portland uh, footage. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Kind of a Brian Danielson type of, type of ring uh, thing going on. Like, yeah, way buffer than I thought he would be. As well. I mean, he's a wrestler, so it makes sense. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, he's he's maybe, been here and he's done it. He's actually maybe done it. Brian could debut in Ring of Honor. No, <laughs> he's done. He um, can be the YouTuber, <laughs> the YouTuber of <laughs> Brian Alvarez. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Alvarez put forward this this theory that um, uh, after the great little uh, promo that uh, Wardlow had on Dynamite in the past week, it was great. Where he um, he spoke very well, uh, as a lot of wrestlers do. Um, uh, <laughs> until he gets told he's doing himself a disservice. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, he um, too smart for that, your own good, Wardlow. Yes, uh, he um, he said that he acknowledges that he's still in a contract. 
as MGF's uh, bodyguard. So he acknowledges he's still in the contract. He just doesn't give a shit anymore. Uh, or maybe he said doesn't give a damn. So so after that, after that little promo, uh, Alvarez has said that this week, MJF will come out and say, look, I, uh, I can see, I've seen the, um, the error in my ways um, and uh, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a big man and I'll, re- I'll release you from your contract. And then Wardlow smiles, nods to say thank you, turns around, walks to the ring to challenge Scorpio Sky for the TNT title. And then MJF says, with a 90-day non-complete clause. <laughs> Brilliant. So therefore, he's not able to step into the ring for 90 days. Otherwise, uh, he will face legal action. So you've got uh, MJF um, being devil- devilish heel like we mm-hmm. should. Mm-hmm. We've got a reference to uh, the Fed's contracts which we all have been talking about consistently over the many years yeah uh, most recently with jeff hardy um and um uh, we um we, we were able then they were able to continue the uh the scorpio sky storyline um uh, because it would be pretty um it'd be pretty poor booking to have him lose after uh one after his having to lose during his first title defense, so yeah, uh, it's perfect. <laughs> it is pretty perfect booking, um, and I could one hundred percent see that. Yeah, that so happening. expect it to happen tomorrow. Um, well, that leads me into another point that I've got here: is is Scorpio Sky winning the TNT Championship on uh, on uh, Dynamite? I did not see that coming at all did you <laughs> did you think that sammy would lose at all um look I, I couldn't pick it either way because i could see that uh they'd clearly been putting a lot of effort to put sky and um ethan page over uh, having them hook up with um dan lambert they get they've been getting you know promos almost every week for a while hmm. uh scorpio sky has been talking about his um 375 day streak that without having being pinned or whatever it is yeah um and um i had previously previously suggested that uh, having ha- ha- the fact that he's kept on referencing this streak over and over again that the next time he he wrestled he would lose um but uh I, I can see it, it. What's what's played out is uh, I think it's working, or it's it, it it's certainly not not working, because um, Sammy Sammy is massively over, um, and he had a pretty decent run anyway, especially being able to win it back um, from hmm. Cody. Uh, like he won he won the interim title from Dustin. Oh, yeah, we, after after the match with Dustin, and then beat Cody again to u- unify them. So he was Sammy two belts for a while, um, and that was a spectacular ladder match. Hmm. Yeah, Some it really of the was biggest, craziest bumps that I've seen. Um, and yeah, he just got up, licked his wounds, and kept on going. 
Um, so he is massively over. So he, um, you know, just calling back to something you said earlier, like some people, they don't need a belt to to uh, to be a star. Now he, mm. having that belt for a while certainly, I reckon, probably elevated him. Oh, definitely. Um, so he's gotten the rub from it. Um, but to take it away doesn't uh, doesn't um, you know lower him in the rankings or uh, like in, in oh in, no not at all yeah yeah it like once it happened it was like oh yeah that probably feels right you know like sammy's had the belt for a while scorpio sky has been in and around the picture for a long time so um yeah and he yeah he's like doing great work as a heel so why not yeah neither outcome seemed seems particularly obvious or necessary to me so i thought yeah this this works it's good hmm um, FTR fired Tully Blanchard. Now that was out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, what do you think's going on there? And and it was also a segment that um, I think uh, was. It felt like it was really rushed, and possibly because um, William Regal was talking and 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 talking, crying and talking and talking. To be fair, I mean, that's a very, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Um, I could listen to William Regal talk for two hours, so I wasn't I wasn't worried, but I'm sure other people are like, all right, old man, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty special when you've got him managing those two guys. Anyway, yeah. uh, back to the point. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite shocked. Uh, I don't know what. Where that came from, or where it's going? Hmm. Tully, I mean, Tully's been with the company for a while now, definitely pre-pandemic. So I feel like almost since the beginning, Tully's been around. And um, I mean, I, I'm, I know this is kayfabe, not real. So I don't <laughs> think that Tully's actually been fired. Uh, but I just wonder what's next for him and what's next for FTR. I think that was maybe a face turn for FTR. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a bit of a shock that I um I'm well just because they able to process well just because they would do you know it's all about family until you know I'm doing this for my family all that kind of stuff you know right um and then Tully was like who cares about your family it's about belts and all that and then they were like you're fired and I was like oh okay <laughs> it's a bit weird I just wonder if Tully will go off and manage someone else um. Yeah, and what's going on with Arn now that Cody's not around? You know, hmm. I wonder. Have you noticed how like all the Cody stuff is gone completely? Uh, Is there anyone from like we haven't seen Dustin? We haven't seen anyone from the Nightmare Factory? Well, QT Marshall. Yeah, but he's the other faction of the. Okay. <laughs> the factory. It's the, you know. Is it Red Velvet? Uh, uh, Red Velvet is, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that kind of ruins my theory. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I just wonder what those two guys are up to. I don't know. Like, for, for a long time, I was sure there was going to be a four horsemen faction with Tully and Arn managing them. I just wonder if we're just wondering. Just wondering if we're getting that happening. I wonder 
I wonder if he's likely to be replaced. Is is there is there someone else that's a manager quality manager? Um, like, yeah, no, no, no. The rumor I saw was Bret Hart. Yeah, was coming to the company and was going to be a manager and manage FTR. That's possibly what I was what I what was what I was thinking about. I may have seen that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, I mean, <laughs> if Tony cites Bret Hart, I mean, it's just, I mean, this this promotion is legitimately being booked just for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what else, <laughs> I don't know what else I could ask for. Where, Will, Os- it- Will Osprey would be nice if we could get yeah. Will Osprey into the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, legitimately, for the last six months, I've been like. Oh, you should sign Jay White. He's rad. And then as an afterthought, <laughs> Tony was like, oh, and here's Jay White. Dan Housen. I mean, there isn't – I don't I'm, – I'm running out of people to <laughs> ask him to <laughs> sign. Uh, but if Brett How Hart How long has Jim got left in his contract? <laughs> uh, I think he signed again. And they've just made him US champ. So oh. they're actually pushing him, even though he should be world heavyweight champion. But I'm sure that Styles and Finn Balor will show up in AEW at the end of these contracts. Yay! Speaking of Bret Hart, um, well, they've they've already got his brother's foundation uh, mm. on, on board. So when is mm. that tournament happening? The Owen oh, yeah. tournament mm. soon. Uh. Soon. <laughs> um, speaking of factions, Jericho's got another new faction. I thought this swerve was pretty good because I was watching this segment going, where the fuck is this going? <coughs> well, you I, know, only- I know the faction at first looks a bit higgledy-piggledy, but I, I, don't, I don't mind it. You and I had only chatted just a few minutes or you know an hour or two before I watched this happen and play out on screen, and I think you, you were about the same time. And you were saying, oh, I really think Jericho is much better as a heel. <laughs> yeah. Give you what you want yet again. Absolutely. Well, Tony listens. <laughs> so maybe it's us that are booking AEW. <laughs> maybe we should be getting all those plaudits, Uncle Dave and Brian. Um, yeah, Jericho yeah, Appreciation Society. Uh, I, look, this seems to be... Jazz? Jazz? Uh, it's a lame name, I must say. But... Um, I heard something in the last week or two about the fact that Jericho had trademarked the name, the the, the term, the influencer, sports entertainer. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, I saw that as well. So that'll be part of the new gimmick. <laughs> he's an influencer. He's already started doing that with Eddie a little bit, where it's like, you know, I've headlined this, I've done that, da 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 da. Yeah, and and. Um, Tell, oh, do you know what a promo is? Is that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now he's the, in the Jericho Appreciation Society. It yeah. just shows how switched on he, he you know, I mean, and it doesn't take much research. It's like, well, what do AEW fans hate the most? WWE. <laughs> so I'll just represent them and get easy heat. <laughs> like... And I'll go after Eddie. Who do they love the most? Eddie Kingston. All right, great. I'll run a program with him. Done. <laughs> That's my next six months. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, pretty. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, he's, he's not the goat for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of working, we've got a couple more things here. We've got a decapitation. St- I know you're sort of saying this tongue in cheek, but it did sound like there's a decapitation step coming up between Sheeta and Serena Deep. How are they going to do this? She I don't came, know. Came back and said um, that you know it wasn't during the hospital, it wasn't during the training, it wasn't during the rehab, but it was for the entire time. I was thinking about revenge, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna cut your head off. <laughs> what the? Fuck? Great, it's great. And what I love, like, I love this promo, and I'm really enjoying. Like, I love these two and oh, this absolutely. program. Why are we not getting? I know Thunder and Brit is also sort of happening concurrently. But um and I know they tried to do Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. So there has been a few female storylines going, but we're just gonna get more of this, man. The the building the building block is you gotta have two women in the ring who can go. And Sheeta and Deeb can go. Hell yeah. And then you build the story around that. And you know, Thunder and Brit can go. So great. The story can tell itself. So um yeah, I'd like to see Chris Statlander in maybe with Jamie Hayter. Yeah. Or Mercedes Martinez, or although I think um, Hayter and Martinez are going to have a, a feud as well. But um, where's, where's Ruby Soho? What happened oh, to her? That's true. Um, I saw her appear on the uh, Danhausen vlog, but I don't know what she's doing. Ring work, though. Ring, ring. Yeah, I mean, AEW does do that at times as well, give people a little break so they're not oversaturated, which is another another good thing. Um, before we get to the last point I've got here, we've got what seems to be a pretty big show coming out to Australia. Um, who are some of the names? We've got Joey Janela Card- coming to this show, Matt Cardona. Um is Josh Gresham? Oh, is it Josh or? Yeah, Josh Gresham. Yeah, Josh Ring Gresham. Ring of Honor champion. Exactly. Um, and um, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, right. Who's uh, putting, is this PCW that's putting this on in no, Melbourne? it's World Series Wrestling. A Sydney World company, Series Wrestling. Okay. But they're touring around the country. Uh, in Adelaide, they're playing at the Adelaide Oval. I think it's a room in the Adelaide. I noticed oh, okay. that as well and then looked into it a, a bit more and it's one of the bigger function rooms in the oh, wow. Adelaide Oval, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's uh, still a big room, but, yeah, I thought that at first as well. It's like, Jesus Christ, the Adelaide Oval, it's yeah. 60,000 people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad yeah. You, I'm glad you checked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for us uh, whinging inner-city lefties, um, <laughs> we... <laughs> We can't make it because it's out in the out in the burbs. I'm it's still a, thinking about it. It's I a haven't good, completely oh, put it off the table. It's a good. Um, I mean, it's it's a good hour and a half. Oh, sorry, it's a decent hour drive each way from from where where I live, hmm. and uh, a hell of a lot more if you were to uh, take public transport options. Um, so they're doing two shows. So, like, you'd want to know that you're going to see Matt Cardona and Josh Gresham and Joey Janela. So, I, I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be a really tough ask. It's a high-risk investment. It, is. <laughs> it really is. But uh, I don't know. To have all those guys on the card, mm. I might even take my little Taz cam out there and see if I can get a couple of uh, 
interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, um, oh, just uh, one little quick bit of Joey Janela news. Uh, there's an article I saw on Fightful.com uh, where it was talking about an interview that he did um, a few months back, and he was he he made a few references to the work he's doing in GCW and um, uh, how uh, he's really keen for the GCW base to grow, hmm. but wants um, the um, the AEW relationship to to maintain and and and, and to, to continue and to prosper, and he wants to, I think, in his words, build a bridge between um, between Tony and and Brett. Uh, Brett is the um, I'm not sure what his surname is, but it's the the guy that runs GCW. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, so that was all cool. But um, in particular, what I really liked picking up on was he said uh, that when you hear that. Um, the talent in AEW are given the opportunity to have creative input. It's not just creative input. You are able to actually put together an entire story and if Tony's not upset about it, he'll go, yeah, that's cool. Let's run with it. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not just a, um, you know, I can make a suggestion here and there and a tweak mm. and a, and a, mm. and a an adjustment to Tony's ideas. It's it's a lot more on board and collaborative than than has previously been. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, well, I think a lot of that Tony books the show is it's a lot of kayfabe, right? Yeah. Because he's, I mean, genuinely, like he's pushing himself as the head booker, GM, blah 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 blah. Um, well, that was part of the all this Cody news. Yes. Yeah, that's why Cody went to WWE. Yep, that's right. Hmm. Uh, that's really interesting. I would, yeah. I mean, Joey Janela is doing great work in GCW. Not that I'm an expert. Please don't come at me. I've only watched a couple of shows, but the stuff that I've seen him do, it's like, oh, this is why everyone loved Joey Janela pre AEW. That's why he was getting pushed pretty hard at first. And I was like, we just didn't see that much of him. I don't think like, and then in GCW, it's like, oh, I feel like this is his arena. I feel like there's more, you know. I mean, I know I say more hardcore. You always raise your eyebrows like, oh, there's some pretty hardcore matches in AEW. And there no, is. No. Um, but GCW is pretty intense and yeah, he yeah. works really well in that environment. The, the, their matches are typically hardcore or death matches. Yeah. Whereas AEW matches are not typically. They, you know, they. No. A show. For a show to include one, maybe two hardcore matches um, is, is not rare, but mm. GCW matches. That's their Mostly. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That's their whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to finish up. To, I wanted to talk about the main event on Rampage. And uh, I don't really like doing this, but I was disappointed with the Swerve Strickland-Tony Nice match. I think I think commentary team tried to do as much as they could to build it up. Um, I don't think necessarily the boys were doing bad work. It just didn't seem to land. It didn't seem to land with the crowd who were watching it live it didn't land with me necessarily and look that may be because it was out of nowhere like three days ago i was like hey swerve's here and oh now he's fighting tony niece remember tony niece he hasn't been around for two months but now he's fighting because there was a part of me that's like ah, oh, this feels like a mid-card nxt match from six yeah. months ago it felt maybe for me him wrestling tony niece brought it down a little bit i would have liked to have seen swerve because he got such a big 
a rival. I would have liked to have seen him go up against someone with a bit more profile. Mm. Yeah, cachet just to, you know, I can't even think of someone off the top of my head of who that, uh, like Darby Allen or something, you know, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, uh, when Am I was being harsh, well, look, um, <laughs> I look at this in a couple of different ways. Um, uh, first of all, my experience of watching this, um, I, I, I was moving in and out of rooms. So I was busy doing something. And, and then I come in and check to see, oh, cool. Oh, that's pretty good and little mat work. Uh, oh, I, I like that. Yeah, cool. Wasn't quite what I was expecting. Then I had to go back into the room and do some stuff. And it came out. And it's like, oh, well, you want it. Okay. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, that's it. That's the end of the show. Oh, all right. So, like, it um it because of the, the when it's broadcast here, you know, like sort of mid afternoon on a Saturday, and um, uh, it just kind of felt that that was somewhat appropriate for the for the mood of the day. Um, yeah. And um, uh, then the other way that I look at it is that um, there was a time, uh, let's say it might have been about I don't know two months ago or something like that, when uh, we were talking about the, the last couple of weeks of, of broadcast that. And we're thinking, I don't know, they just quite don't seem to have been hitting that super high mark that uh, Tony's booking usually mm. has been able to do. And then a couple of weeks later, we're going, oh, my God, paper It's the greatest booking of all time. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over again. It's like yeah. you can't do it every week. <laughs> no, you can't. That, that's Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, yeah. I just, I'll be keeping an eye on Swerve because I think – I think people love him, and and he could quite easily be a top star there. But I yeah. don't, I don't know if wrestling Tony Nice is going to help that. He's no no disregard to Tony Nice. I actually quite like Tony Nice uh, in the stuff you know in the work that I saw him do in WWE. He was you know especially in the fucking things like Two Hundred Five Live, where it's like you might as well not exist. So for him to get himself up onto uh, the main roster is a pretty special achievement in itself. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just maybe I'm spoiled, and I was just yeah. like, eh. the crowd. The crowd certainly like his uh, "Who's House" chants. So yeah, you know, that's true. good way to get yourself get yourself over and get the crowd involved. Um, yeah, hey, I'm you, stressing you, over nothing. You, you mentioned uh, Darby as someone who maybe uh, he could have faced and and given it more impact um, earlier in the show. Darby was up against Mark Quinn. Hmm. And uh, during that show, that that match, Mark Quinn did my spot of the week. Oh, yeah, spot of the week. did a 450 splash onto the outside Uh, from the top rope, top rope, top turnbuckle, 450. I think it might have even been a 630, actually, Um, uh, and hit the cement, like um, surrounding... uh, surrounding Darby's torso. I don't know how he continued that match. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it really, it, every week, I'm amazed. That's why I come back every week because I'm like, how do they do that? I don't understand. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. It was amazing. Um, look, I think we can wrap that up there. What an interesting week in wrestling it's been. Uh, and I always love talking to you about it, my man. Um you can help us out if you're enjoying more genuinely a lot of people listening this week. So um, thank you. 
if you could just let a lot of people coming on board from the UK. So that's super cool. Um, yeah, if you could just pass us on, you know, someone's looking for a wrestling podcast, we can check out these two losers down in Australia. They do an all right job. Um, <laughs> if you could help us with uh, rating, reviewing, sharing, you know the deal, you listen to podcasts. Um, and until next time, brother dudes, may your wrestling be good wrestling and his, his name, name is, is Anthony, Anthony Bowens. Bowens.